Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ding dong, darlings. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. Ah, <laughs> Hi, Gina. Hi, Ioni. And hello to the listeners in particular. Hello to JRick20, who left us a lovely five-star review, which I will read in a second. But for now, welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Polyester, online, imprint, and everywhere else. And I'm Gina. I'm the deputy editor of Polyester online um, and I'm co-hosting this week to cover for Olivia. We publish weekly episodes with a sleepover club mostly at Obsessions every so often. This week it's the Obsessions episode where we talk to a person we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. And next week a sleepover club where Ioni and Olivia have all these gorge conversations you usually have at sleepover with your girl mate. So on to the review quickly. Five stars, love. My fave podcast got me through a lot by JRick20, which is very cute. But as you may have noticed, lots of changes around here today. We have a special introduction by our guest, Val Garland, which is bananas. Just ding dong. I'm glad she was game for it. I was so nervous she'd be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not She's a legend, to be honest. Um, so, Gina, why are you here? Why am I here? Uh, because Olivia's taking the week off. Olivia's taking the week off. And yeah, so Gina is joining me for this episode. Gina is our deputy editor, as we said in the introduction. But Gina, what is your obsession for this week? My obsession this week is charity shopping. Going back to charity shopping, to be honest. You can't just copy Val's obsession. I didn't, but I did go charity shopping and I got a ceramic dog, a tiny gold bag, a Betty Boop vest, um, some little dishes for Mosh to eat out of and a lovely vase um, on Saturday. So uh, she copied me, I think, because I actually did that on Saturday and we recorded her today. Who is Mosh for people that don't know? Mosh Pit Tonic is the black cat that lives in my house and owns my heart. Rent free. And today... Our guest is Val Garland, which I am absolutely buzzing my tits off about because Glow Up has started last week. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you will know I'm absolutely obsessed with Glow Up. Top quality television. Have you ever watched it, Gina? Yeah, because um, they announced Alex on it, so I just ran and watched season two and then like a bit in season one so I wouldn't watch it and then be like oh um what like wouldn't get it you know like if you like jumped into like big brother halfway through and you don't understand the format so I watched that I'm absolutely obsessed with Ophelia she's so so hot literally just like the most incredible person and then obviously Alex who's my best friend was on it last week being a working class legenda well, I haven't watched it yet. Alex could have been eliminated and I wouldn't no. know. So No, we'll spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. She wasn't. 
<laughs> well, this but, comes out on Monday, so I don't think that counts as a spoiler a lot. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But yeah, she's um, on it as like the first working class lesbian on the show, I think. So very proud to be rooting for her. Isn't she from Liverpool? I'm from Manchester, so I'll be rooting from you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from Manchester, I just live here. I didn't even, I don't know, I've never heard that rooting from somewhere. I've never heard yeah, that expression before. Yeah, you from, like when you watch the Eurovision and they're like rooting for you from France. Me, toi, du pois. I don't think I've ever paid that as close attention to Eurovision to know the turns of phrases. I've we literally watched it every year growing up, so there's been a lot of sober Eurovisions in my life as well as there's been as many pissed ones. So I, I'm very familiar with the verbiage of Eurovision. But we're actually not talking about Eurovision today. Val is going to be talking to us about quite a few different obsessions, but they all link together, don't they, Gina? Yeah, it's kind of like the obsession of collecting things and having loads of obsessions, which is quite cool. She just couldn't pick one and we couldn't pick one, so we did them all. <laughs> I also felt very vindicated in my obsession of creepy dolls because of her obsession with creepy dolls. Spoiler alert. When I was um, a kid... My mum used to care for this woman and she used to give her China dolls to give to me to look after, to like just have, because sometimes I'd go around so she knew who I was. And then my brother said that they'd like look into my room and I'd be playing like half, like playing Barbie Dream House, but with these China dolls as well as part of the squad. <laughs> and like, it's just the creepiest thing ever. So I've got like a special place in my heart for vintage dolls and for car boots, like she said. And then, um, what was the other thing? Like jugs and <laughs> jugs. art and um, just decorating your house, really. I think it was kind of more about being like a bit of a maximalist within your own home. Which was Oh nice my God, there's an amazing moment, about. which I was so upset we didn't get it recorded just before we started. And she was talking us through her obsessions and she went, I love a jug. I just love jugs. And I really <laughs> wish we could. We just didn't get it on sound. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all you listeners. I also love jugs. Big, heavy jugs. Who doesn't? But here is <laughs> the interview. Hi, Val. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. So happy to have you with us. I am absolutely obsessed with Glow Up. It was one of my obsessions. (laughs) We say what our obsessions are at the beginning of each episode. And I was like, last season, I was like, Glow Up, it's amazing. (laughs) No, it was was such a pleasure to do it. Um, Yeah. I mean, just to be surrounded by so many amazing, you know, guys and girls and, well, just... to be surrounded by so many amazing MUAs that have such talent, mm-hmm. you know, mind-boggling. So today we are not actually talking about makeup. We are talking about your various obsessions. So I'm interested. I feel like it's a specific type of person that gets obsessed with things easily. So I'm interested in hearing about why you think you have so many obsessions. Um, I think because... I've moved around a lot um, in my life. You know, I've moved countries. I love a project and I often, yeah, I've moved houses and I just like, I'm a bit like a magpie, you know, I just like having things, you know, and um, yeah. So, you know, it can be anything from, you know, and toys, toys. I love toys. I've got, um, I remember I used to live in Australia and I was leaving to come back to England and 
I couldn't take all my toys with me. So I gave my collection of toys to a very good friend of mine. And every now and again, you know, he will contact me and sort of say, oh, Mickey Mouse is still doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've got cupboards and cupboards of toys. And, you know, and it's funny when my friends realize that, you know, I'm into something, then they start, you know, finding things for me. A couple of years ago, it was like Rupert Bear. (laughs) <laughs> and I've got, you know, I've got Rupert Bear in the garden. I've got Rupert Bear up on the landing. I've got a Rupert Bear puppet. You know, um, I yeah, I just yeah, that toys. Yeah. So what is it specifically? I mean, I have the same thing with vintage dolls too, but I'm not allowed that many in my house because they creep my boyfriend out. But every so often, I'll try and sneak another weird thing in. I was trying to get one of those, like you know, lamps, and then the skirts light up, and it's like a doll. Oh, yeah. That was the line for him. He was like, absolutely <laughs> not having that. But what do you love about vintage dolls? Uh, I don't know. I think um, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to have this doll and I'd named her Caroline and um, she wet herself. And <laughs> uh, that was the thing that she did. And um, I remember um, I used to pass the shop every day on Stapleton Road in Bristol and um, and I'd look and I'd be like, you'll be mine soon, Caroline. You'll come to live with me. And um, it came around to my birthday. And this is, sounds like really sort of sad, but we couldn't, my mum my and dad couldn't afford to buy the doll. I had to wait a week and uh, I was so upset. So that's how it sort of started, I think. And then the next doll, which is a doll which I still have, is Phyllis. They've all got weird names, Phyllis. And Phyllis, I got Phyllis when I was four years old. And why did I call her Phyllis? <laughs> she was a talking doll and she didn't have long hair. She had very short hair. And she was at the back of the shop, same shop, Stapleton Road. And everybody was going mad for Tressie dolls. But there was this one doll at the back gathering dust. I think I've always liked the underdog. So I mm-hmm. have Phyllis. And Phyllis, now she's got a broken arm, but she sort of still sits, you know, in the lounge room Aww. along with, you know, five other dolls under a picture. Yeah. Do you like take care of them and preserve them? Or is it they're all in various states of disarray from over time? <laughs> well, I don't keep them in a cabinet, although I have got one under some kind of dome thing. Because, you know, I think they've got to be a part of you. And I like the Victorian ones and the ones that are sort of stuffed with straw. Mm. Mm. I like those. And, you know, and sometimes I buy them outfits. I mean, what is wrong with <laughs> I got I got um, this Gerard Way, who's like from my Camp Cromwell's action figure for Christmas, off my boyfriend. And I've just always wanted it since I was like 14. And I, it came in like pristine in the box and I ripped the box open. My boyfriend was like, are you messing? That was like 150, whatever how much he spent on it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not buying a toy to not touch it and play with it and take the, the, all the bits off. Like I want to have it tactile. And I think what I like most about having the toy is not just that I've got it, but knowing that someone like cared enough to spend that on like just a silly little trinket for me. I think that yeah. a lot of the time, like our obsessions with like things that might seem silly stem from our like emotional attachment to those memories rather than uh, the actual thing itself. And the thing for me with dolls is they have to be nice. Like, you know, um, because my boyfriend, we were out in a sort of a thrift place on Saturday and he was like, oh, look, there's a, there's a doll. And I'm like, no, 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 bad energy, bad energy. <laughs> bad vibes, cursed. That one's spooked. That one's going to haunt you. You know, so you have to kind of like, yeah, they have to feel right. 
Um, I also collect the um, the Thunderbird series, Lady Penelope. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I've got those as well. Yeah, I just I don't know. I like toys. And it's weird because I never had kids. Maybe these are my kids. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel similar. I think it's just nice to have things. Like, I think the whole, like, minimalism movement, I've never, like, been able to wrap my head around. Like, my friends always have these really chic, scandy houses and then they come in my house and it's like a charity shop exploded. I just can't imagine not self-expressing in that way through, like, the place that you're living in, even. I agree with you. Like I always, uh, when they were filming Harry Potter, like the Harry Potter set, yeah, that me. I mean, in my house, I've got loads of apothecary cabinets. You know, th- those cabinets that come from old sort of like pharmacies, and I just love that sort of Victorian, sort of Dickensian. Love all of that. You know, I don't want a big white open space with nothing in it. You know. So you said you also love car boots. I am interested in your favourite car boots, if you are willing to share. Well, I always used to like the one in Kilburn, mm-hmm. Kilburn, London. That was always good, but they get picked over. Yeah. I think some of my favourite car boots have been down in Devon, you know, sort of like near Beer and around that sort of area. I've often picked up, you know, a, a good carpet or a jug, Love a jug. So that that's good. I remember going to the one in Denham. I got so into the car boot sales that I thought, right, I'm going to be a car booter. <laughs> I'm going to have a stall. And because uh, my boyfriend, he's into records. And, you know, he had lots of vinyl. And he sort of said, like, yeah, I'll sell vinyl. And, and I said, well, you know, I'll sell other things. And I just became this sort of like, all right, then, yeah, you're having a laugh. <laughs> and I loved it. And we'd sit in the car at the end of the day and we'd sort of count up. Sometimes it might be sort of like 20 quid and other times it might be 500 quid. You know, I, I love, I love a car boot. <laughs> I, did, I like spent my childhood at car boots, like my mum selling off various things from her divorce. And then at the end of the day, we'd just spend all the money on getting like butties in the van, like the chip van at the end of the day. And that was like it, date, Sunday done. Exactly. But, but see, I always, we do the bacon butties straight off mm. in there queue for the bacon butty the queue's not too big get a cup of tea and then you're ready you've got fuel yeah yeah you know and then it's a race around especially for the vinyl because you know that always goes really quickly is it the thrill of finding a bargain for you or is it just like the joy of being there and finding something special or both I think it's the I think it's the joy of finding what I'm into Mm -hmm. you know what I like collecting is like I love um Royal Worcester which is, uh, it's like a china, and it's gold. It's gold. And, you know, if I see a little a little pot or something, you know, just there in amongst all the other stuff, I'm like, I've got to have it, I've got to have <laughs> it, you know. So, yeah, it's just whatever you whatever you find that's special. And I, for a car boot, I love getting sort of like old pictures and paintings and, you know, then sort of doing them up and putting, putting them in a different frame and getting them on the wall. Because, uh, yeah, I, I think the thing I like about collecting is it gives character to your home mm-hmm. or, or office or wherever you want to be. Now, but now the interesting thing is I've got an office in London where we work, where we do sort of like um, makeup and stuff like that. But that's Margiela. That's all white. Really? Yeah, it's really good. And that is because I want my mind empty mm-hmm. to sort of like think so yes, yeah, so, but that's the only sort of like place. Everything else is 
every shelf is full. And my mother is like, dust collectors, dust collectors. What are you collecting all this stuff for? Dust collectors. (laughs) Do you think that like your love of kind of collecting stuff and all these different types of things, whether it is the china or the dolls, does that inform your work in any way or the way that you see makeup? Uh, Yes, it does. It does. You know, because, you know, if I'm thinking about colour, you know, I might look to an artist or something that's on my wall and I might think, oh, that would make a great palette or, oh, look at Dolly over there. Look at her lashes. Oh, why don't we do sort of like big clumpy lashes? Yeah, I remember I was working on a um, Uliana Sajenko show. She's a, um, a designer in Paris and um, well, she's actually from Russia. And we created this whole look for her show around this Russian doll, you know. And yeah, I just think, I think inspiration is all around you, wherever you are. And that's what inspires you, what is around you, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think it's really interesting that you said that in your workspace, it's really clear, because I think that if I'm in somewhere plain, I can't focus, like my thoughts just kind of like bob out everywhere. So do you do that to maybe not have to think about work in the home? Yes, uh, for me, I have the office space, which is at the bottom of my home, and it's got a separate door, you know, my staff, they use that door. I actually never go into that room. <laughs> I never go into that room. I basically, I don't want to see the makeup cases. I don't want to see the black cases. I want it all tidied away. So that all happens down there. But the actual being inspired or thinking about something usually happens at my kitchen table or... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In the car, driving with classical music on. Nice. Why? What's it about the drive? I don't know. It's because there's nothing to distract me. And I can just think in my head. And yeah, often I will get I will get an idea that way. You know, I recently we were talking about a collection that I was working on for L'Oreal with Ellie Saab, and I was being asked by an interviewer, like, you know, what inspired me you know, to, to collaborate with this collection? And you know, I had a uh, there's an artist called Henrietta Dubray. She's from Cornwall. And, you know, I had one of her paintings that was on my wall that I sort of took off. It's only a small painting, but it just had, I was trying to create a sort of a nude palette. And it just had all these incredible nuances of nude. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. That would make a great, that would make a great lipstick collection, you know. So, you know, it could be anything like that. And then, um, you know, uh, in the garden, You know, I love flowers. I love the garden. I'm a mad gardener. But a friend of mine, Rankin, a photographer, he'd sent me, and I love dead flowers, he'd sent me this flower in a sort of dome, and it was like a dead rose. But it was this sort of like dirty, mushy, pinky colour. And I was like, oh, that would be a stick. So, you know, I uh, yeah, I think for me, my inspiration comes from 
what is around me. Do you think the way that we're kind of like approaching seeking inspiration is changing? Because I'm very similar to you, yeah, like collecting stuff, but then also because I grew up on the internet, part of that collecting happens on the internet kind of thing, like pulling images all the time and like putting them in different folders and stuff like that. But do you think that's changing people's approach to creativity, like overall that we are so in our phones and able to like access all of these things so quickly? I think it's a, yes, I think it's completely changed. It's like, I have one room that's just all books and it's all reference books. Um, And um, I never look at them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm like, the books have now just become a wall, mm. you know, so the room's got smaller because there's just these walls of books. But you never, I never look at them because if I want to look at an image or or get an idea or something, a reference, I'll go straight to the internet, mm. you know. So I think it's, you know, it's it's great, but I do like looking through a book mm-hmm. or I used to. Books are like a thing to that's really easy to collect. Like I've got so many books that I'll never read again, but I'm like I can't let go of them. I've got an emotional connection to them. They're like something that are very easy to get obsessed with. I think as well. Yeah, and you remember it. You know, you remember that moment why you were reading that book or looking at those pictures or those images. Especially with um, beauty books, it's like so much of that kind of publishing that maybe happened like up to the late 90s has kind of like not been moved online and it feels so special to find it like whether it's an old like Mary Quan or Bieber thing or even like we had a feature of a girl who is obsessed with her like old Bobby Brown book that she saved up to get it's like like they're just gone from the internet you can't really find them on Pinterest or whatever you do actually have to seek them out even the tactile comfort of like going through it and then turning to a page and like seeing something so yes um inspirational you don't get that kind of on the internet when you're like flicking through so many images at once and you kind of feel like everybody's looking at the same thing definitely yeah sometimes you know I do go back to an old reference book just for that same reason that you know it is unobtainable I've got this fantastic book which I think I think it's I think it's called a Vogue beauty book and it's from I think it's from the 80s and they're very rare and it's it's quite sort of, you know, the leaves have come a bit loose, but it's just wonderful looking at some of back at some of those images that weren't retouched, mm-hmm. you know, that were in the real. I've got a, a photographer called Klaus Wickraft, Klaus Wickraft, and um, he has a book of images and just some of the makeup in that book that is done with flowers. I think the makeup was done by a makeup artist called Topolino, and, you know, he takes a rose and you know repurposes it on the lips and it just looks like this fantastic you know lip look that's amazing so to round up I'm interested in your biggest bargain you've ever found and the thing that got away that you like really wanted maybe haggled for and then you just couldn't my biggest bargain I think was going into uh they used to uh, i can't remember the name of the shop but i remember going into it'd be a bit like a paul smith shop going into this shop in london where they would sell clothes but they'd also sort of sell other things mm. as well like you know like maybe candles or or coffee table books a bit like dover street market yeah. and i remember going in there one day and they had in sort of it was just just there on the side at the bottom of a pile of books, there was a folder and inside the folder were um, these loose prints 
um, photographs that had been done by Sam Haskins, photographer, and they were just there and and they were signed. And I remember sort of saying to the guy, like, you know, um, how much for these? <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're not even in a book. And he's like, oh, you can have them for a tenner each, you know. I've now got them framed on my wall. And, um, yeah, they're just these beautiful black and white prints. So I think that was my best bargain because I think, yeah, he's quite collectible. And then the one that got away, I well, it, it's, it, again, it goes back to art. Um, I remember going to, well, two things, actually. I remember going to a Julie Verhoeven exhibition mm-hmm. and I, I love her work. And she had, yeah, all sort of like prints on the wall. And I remember one that I wanted to buy and it was about a hundred pounds and uh, it had gone. It had no. Gone. And then the other one was I used to live in Westbourne Grove. And uh, and then you could never get Julie Verhoeven after that. <laughs> but I used to live in Westbourne Grove. And um, there was there was an exhibition going on on Westbourne Grove Road in one of the shops. I think it's now called Sweaty Betty. And in there was a Banksy ex- exhibition. And I remember it because it was sort of like a glass floor. And there was like rats running under the glass. Mm-hmm. It was all very sort of like out there and um I remember going in there and uh they were selling you know some of his work and it was like 1,500 or 3,000 pounds and I was like oh I don't know I don't know, if, <laughs> don't know if I can afford that you know like no I'm not gonna bother and then going back a week later exhibition had finished everything had sold and I never got the bank and that would probably be worth squillions <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so what would you just final final question what would you say is like one tip for like car booting or thrifting or whatever like the one rule that you live by um i think get there early and don't go around and look at everything and then come just back pounce. and get pounce you've got a pounce 100%. you've just got it yeah, if you see it you pounce Thank you, Val. Thank you. That was great. And now I'm really desperate to get to a car boot, but I sent some, there's like a car boot down the road from me now. Um, Bridget, who I share my studio with, tried to go and she sent me a picture and there was literally like 3,000 people queuing. So I don't think a car boot's going to happen for me anytime soon. Well, like Val said, you just have to get there early enough, don't you? Yeah. Mm. But when your trackie is done dollop for the car boot, you just have to be there. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, I'm not a car booter. We were always like a charity shopper family. Both. I was both. And in like secondary school, there was always car boots on a Sunday at the Brighton Marina and we'd go every Sunday and I'd buy like a broken film camera. <laughs> we'd literally do it with like my mum and my two aunties would just get all the kids and we'd just drive to like a posh town because they'd have better charity shops and just do like 20 charity shops in a day I remember once we went and we were, we thought we'd done them all and my mum was like oh come on then everyone will all get like a Mackey's or whatever not a Mackey's because it would have just been like a Greg's probably like come on we'll go get food now we turned the corner there was a massive british heart foundation and my cousin just went oh no not the british heart foundation <laughs> about whatever it is <laughs> but no one has ever no one else has ever been so massive about a <laughs> when i where i grew up i grew up next to the best charity shop ever it was like a warehouse one it had loads of different bits and it also had um it also had 
a cafe on site, but it had ponies and llamas as well. Is it still there? Probably. Can we go? It's Emmaus. They're like a UK wide thing, right? But or like I've at least. Heard of it. I think it's a homeless charity. I'm not sure. I'm not from this country though, am I? So like loads of stuff's lost on me. <laughs> yeah. So many cultural differences between there is, and and England. my friend went to, like my smart friend went to like um like a uni boot camp thing when we were in sixth form in Bristol and some girl was like, Do they have supermarkets in Wales? She's like, No, we just go home every <laughs> Sunday and then keep it in the cellar till the next week. <laughs> All right, on that note, we will be back on Thursday with the next confessions episode so if you'd like to send us gossip or thoughts on this episode on charity shops on whatever you want you can email me ioni at polyesterzine.com or leave a review on apple Podcasts. we can read out or drop in our instagram dms but for now thank you gina thank you ioni and thank you to imogen at the bbc for setting up this interview for us and thank you to clarissa and jacob and gina stewart and carlin and Charlotte and Eden and Camille. We will see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.